This is the happy hour. You guys want a happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into a new week, a new work week. Congratulations, you made it through the weekend. Congratulations to all the graduates, as everyone graduated this weekend. Had a lot of high school graduations, obviously some college graduations. Congratulations to our very own Nick Sander for graduating, even though he didn't walk. Um, And he's still celebrating. Yeah, we're still celebrating. How long do you get to celebrate? I don't know. The weekend? (laughs) Maybe a day after? But then you got to come back. And now, now... You know, congratulations to all the graduates. Hold on. Before I get into that, welcome into the happy hour. <laughs> sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting. I am Rico, joined by Bach. Nick is still out. He should be back tomorrow. You can join us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, on the Sarter Heyman Jewelers live video stream. And shoot us a text to give us a call, 402-464-5685. This is like a pseudo water cooler for us, except right. we just switch seats. <laughs> um, so join us. Uh, In the conversation, we're talking Nebraska softball, whose season ended in regionals this weekend. Nebraska baseball starts the Big Ten tournament play uh, this week as the four seed taking on Rutgers uh, on the same bracket side as the two seed Maryland, I believe. Um, I think Maryland's the two seed, whatever. Uh, But they're on the same side of the bracket as Maryland. Uh, It is double elimination, so we'll see how far Nebraska can get in that one. Um, they're gonna have to win to to make it to any type of any ha- type of hopes of postseason play. Um, we're also gonna talk a little bit of NBA playoffs as two three zero deficits have just been accrued by the Boston box Boston Celtics right. and the Los Angeles Lakers. The two you know mo- two two franchises with the most championships are about to get swept possibly in the conference finals of their respective conferences. And uh, Rico's sad because Carmelo Anthony retired today. <laughs> so it is a very sad day in the in the world of basketball. Were you holding out hope that he would uh, come back after sitting out an entire year? Yeah, I thought next season he'd be back. Yeah. He would he would be, you know, a bench role. He's not going to be a starter. He knows that. We all know that. He wouldn't have been a starter. He would have bench role, 6th, 7th, 8th off the bench, whatever, but he would have played. And uh, that he would have like a retirement tour. That he would just go this He should have done the Paul Pierce thing where he averages like two minutes a game. Yeah, no, he would have played more than Paul Pierce. <laughs> Paul Pierce did. I think he still would have been able to offer some oh, type okay. of scoring. He, I think he could have averaged like 10. Hey, to be fair, Paul Pierce was on a playoff team with the, with the Clippers at that time. That was that a pretty true. good team. That yeah. is true. I think he could have averaged like 10 Yeah, in his final season. Yeah, it would have been nice to see him at least sign like a one-day contract with the Knicks something, or the Nuggets or something. Somebody yeah. would just retire that way. But he put out a video, Carmelo Anthony officially retired today, so I'm sad. But um, as I was saying before, I got distracted by all of that, giving you guys the rundown of what's to, what's to come today on the happy hour. Congratulations to all the graduates. You're done. You've made it through college. Welcome to the real world. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the world of no school, and you don't get summers off anymore. Yeah, you don't, but you do. I mean, it is, you know, there are benefits to both. I think by the time you get to that point in college, you're you're ready to be done with school at least. Hopefully, so, I mean, you there's are. benefits. Yeah, hopefully you are. You're gonna get your job wherever you end up working, 
and uh, you'll you'll move up. You'll get new jobs. You'll get houses. You'll get cars. You'll start a family. Maybe I don't know. You you choose you. Did you do you? And you know? uh, yeah, it, it's gonna be great. You don't have to go to classes anymore. So yeah. that first, you know, once August rolls around, August September, and everybody else is going back to class, you're gonna sit there and you're gonna be like, oh wait, I don't have to, and it's gonna feel real weird. It's gonna <laughs> feel real weird, but you'll you'll make it through. Because I'm my yeah. first my first August September after graduating. And like people were like going to going to Target and Walmart and buying stuff, and I was like, "Oh, I have to get stuff for class." And I'm like, wait, no, I don't. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I didn't sign up for classes. One of my classes." I was like, I don't, I don't have classes. Did anymore. you do back to school shopping for yourself? Like by the time your parents stopped, you know, like I mean, like shirts and stuff. Not like sh- I would just I would get like four notebooks. And I would only use one the entire year. <laughs> so it's just back to school shopping like in college. It yeah. was just like, I need some notebooks and you need to pay, you know, $500 for a single yeah. book. You got to buy a lot of books or some, you know, if you need a yeah. laptop, everything's going to cost you a, a lot A backpack. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's really expensive. And that's you got to do. That's when you have to do it on your own is when it's super yeah, expensive, right. unfortunately. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Do you I mean, know? I didn't even get. I'm pretty sure my entire college career, I got one book. Because it came with like a an online <laughs> subscription to a class thing that we had you to do. You bought the book, you mean? So I bought the book. Yeah, yeah. that was the only book. It was like five hundred some dollars. Like it was yeah. disgusting. Every other class didn't didn't use the book. Used a friends or used or Did made friends really? made friends with somebody in class and used their book. <laughs> That's I was like, I'm not I'm good. not spending all of this money on a book because even to rent it, it's like three hundred bucks. Yeah, and then you sell it back. They're like, all right, here's fifty. Yeah, bucks. and they're like, here's twenty bucks. Yeah. And you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's like, what did I do to bring the value down so much? You touched it, <laughs> and it's gonna it's gonna go. You know, you're gonna turn around and sell it for just as much. Yeah, ridiculous. I was gonna ask you, do you know if Norton uh, Noelli uh, graduated? I don't. I saw him on a billboard downtown, and I didn't. Did like, you? It just like flashed by. I was like, "Hey, there's Nori," and then it was gone. And I was like, "Are they just is maybe I signed an nil deal to get on that billboard? Maybe or maybe I, he I would did think something. so. Yeah, I would think so. I don't think he graduated, hmm. but I don't want to like yeah, just say know. he. Did. Yeah, I don't. I know. don't think he did. I didn't know if they were like putting up all the graduates, and I just happened to see Nori. Or if he signed an NIL deal. Either way, congratulations, because that was cool. I saw you congratulations, on a billboard. Congratulations, you're on a yeah, billboard. <laughs> I saw you on that billboard. I don't know what it was for. I hope to see it again. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. There was a decent amount. Seathan Carter graduated. Did Seathan Carter graduate? Seathan Carter graduated. Good for Seathan. Uh, a lot of other football players. Logan Smothers graduated. Nice. That's Logan Smothers. Yeah. Hopefully he comes back. Um, Seathan Carter, by the way, people talk about backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Seathan Carter, I think, has made... At least this was true like two years ago, and I checked, and I think it's probably even more so. I think he made at least a million dollars per catch in the NFL. Nice. <laughs> that's cool. that's awesome. Which is good. That's a good that's living. Awesome. He's, I think he's still on a roster. Let me look it up. I think he. I don't know if he's with the Dolphins anymore. I know he was for a time, but I'm pretty sure he's still in the NFL, and I think he's still on a roster. But uh, yeah, so you know, shout out to all the graduates. Welcome, welcome to the real world. I wish you nothing but success and happiness for the rest of your days. But uh, a couple other graduates were down in Stillwater this weekend mm. in Courtney Wallace and Maya Felder, who graduated from the University of Nebraska. Maya Felder graduating uh, with her doctorate, a Ph.D., the first Nebraska athlete in whatever sport to compete while earning her Ph.D., while earning their Ph.D. So she, she got that. Um, unfortunately, Nebraska softball did not make it out of the Stillwater Regional as they fall in their final game to Oklahoma State, 5-2. to two. They did make it to the regional finals. After opening up the regional in Stillwater with a loss to Wichita State, in which they had a, I believe, 5-0 lead going into the fourth or fifth inning uh, and surrendered 
six runs um, going up into the seventh and ended up losing by one run uh, to Wichita State. Going into the loser's bracket, they faced UMBC, who failed to score a run against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State did not give up a run until they faced Nebraska in the regional final in, during these regionals. Uh, but they beat UMBC, Nebraska did 3-2, to two, and then... In that second game that day, they rematched with Wichita State, were down going into the seventh by three runs, came all the way back from down three runs uh, to tie it up, go into extras. That game didn't get over until the ninth inning, a very late game, where Nebraska came back from down two runs to beat Wichita State for the first time in four tries this season. Uh, They beat the Shockers to head to the regional final, where they were down by one run going into the Fifth inning, I want to say, scored two on two wild pitches uh, and, and then give up five runs in the seventh, the top of the seventh, to fall to Oklahoma State, who is hosting Oregon in their Super Regional um, to for a chance at going to the Women's College World Series. Yeah, I, I mean, I think a good showing, especially to get, you know, to that, I mean, obviously, to get, like, the seventh inning and have a chance to beat Oklahoma State. Two outs away. Um, yeah, especially from, you know, where that weekend started. Um, it, You know, it, it's always hard to, like, judge these sort of things when you're – that's kind of where you were penciled in, I'd, I suppose, even lower than that. So the the fact you went into the, the, the region with two top 25 teams and one top 10 team in Oklahoma State, you know, it was going to be – Hard to get out of that. It was and a it, tough and the fact that they were that close, um, really tip of the cap to to the softball team this year. Uh, what a great year they had, um, and you know, in one of the more stable programs in in Nebraska. Hopefully, they can continue it. I'm mm-hmm. sure they will. They, they dealt next year. They dealt with some adversity, losing uh, one of their pitchers early in the season to a broken hand, and then having to rely on two arms, Courtney Wallace and Sarah Harness, for the rest of the year. Courtney Wallace, a a, a just. A, a very brave performance throughout this entire season as she throws over 250 innings. Um, her arm just needs to be on ice for about a week to recover from this <laughs> season. Um, but she did a fantastic job this season. Um, before, I want to say, the Wichita State, the second Wichita State game at the region, her hit-to-innings-pitched to, to ratio was about a hit per inning pitched for the entire season. So she was shutting teams down, yeah. uh, doing a fantastic job this season. It was her and Sarah Harness. Sarah Harness was uh, usually in her games would go about four or five innings and then hand it off to Courtney Wallace to finish things off. So next season, this Nebraska softball team, they're losing two players, two very important players in Courtney Wallace, their, their ace, their starting pitcher, and Maya Felder, their first baseman. Um, but if you think about it that way, they're only losing two people. Mm-hmm. They're they're keeping their their infield intact with uh, juniors and a freshman at uh, at uh, second base. Uh, Ava Breadwell will be a junior at catcher, uh, and then your entire outfield returns next season. You've got some freshmen coming in that'll hopefully add some much needed depth and some um, some more arms to the pitching rotation. But this this softball team, led by Ronda Ravel, the winningest coach at Nebraska for any sport, over a thousand wins. Um, we'll have a fantastic team to lead next season, and we'll see where they go. You know, coming off of a, a Big Ten title last year and and a, a very strong showing in a regional final this year. I mean, they're they're building they're building on something, and hopefully they can keep it going next season uh, and get a little bit further. Although they did uh, win more games in their region than UCLA did, hmm. the two seed UCLA, I believe they were the two seed, um, fell in their region, the UCLA region. Wow, they lost to. Uh, 
hmm, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to get the names right. I believe San Diego State came out of the region. I don't know if they had to face UCLA, but UCLA didn't win a single game in their region, went 0-2 in, uh-huh. in, in L.A., <laughs> and uh, didn't make it past the regional. So uh, San Diego State moves on from that region, I believe, uh, to go on to face somebody. I don't know who the super regionals are. But Oklahoma still going strong, still the, the extreme favorite to win the Women's College World Series. Florida State to win their region. Perfect game on 59 pitches. There you go. <laughs> she threw 59 pitches and not a single ball left the infield if the bat came into contact with it. Mm. She put on a fantastic showing, so shout out to Florida State as well. But, yep, Nebraska's un- unfortunately Nebraska softball season is over. Uh, fantastic season, regional finals. Um, they'll be moving on and, and getting ready for next season without the services of Courtney Wallace or Maya Felder. Uh, but moving on to baseball, they are getting ready for the Big Ten tournament, where they go in as the four seed. Uh, and somebody corrected me; Maryland is the first, the one seed, uh, and they're they're on Maryland's portion of the bracket. Um, but they face Rutgers to start off with, and this is the strangest season for Nebraska baseball because offensively, they have put together a record-breaking season. They've hit the most home runs for a Nebraska baseball team in the history of Nebraska baseball. Max Anderson has hit the most home runs in a single season of anybody in Big Ten baseball history with over 20 home runs. And there's a chance that if they don't win, actually, if they don't win the Big Ten tournament, they are not going to make it to postseason play. Yeah, Just because of all of the uncharacteristic losses for Nebraska baseball through this season, um, not not being able to beat Creighton outside of the, the one that you got, um, not being able to beat UNO, just you know falling in the in, in the Nebraska series to Creighton and UNO, uh, losing some uncharacteristic midweek games to a couple teams you definitely shouldn't lose to, um, and then not being able to hold on to a couple of leads late in games or, or just giving up way too many runs for a pitching staff that was very heralded coming into this season, moving some former starters or some starters to the bullpen, um, believing you had a, a very strong starting rotation, a very strong bullpen. Uh, the pitching has been not the greatest this season, whereas the bats have, have been lighting things up. Yeah, and, you know, it's it, it's one of those deals where you'd like to like to see the pitching come along and, of course, match it. But, I mean, one way or the other, I mean, if you told me preseason they're going to set home run records, I mean, that's exciting baseball. That's fun to go out there. I mean, you're right. A lot of this kind of midweek stuff, um, you know, lost fans or, 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 or I suppose any sort of momentum they were having at times. But they played a solid year in the Big Ten Conference, um, even rested up Bryce Matthews this past weekend to get him ready for the, the tournament because they've known for a while now it's it's Big Ten tournament or bust. And, and there are a couple good teams. We talk about the Big Ten not being very good, but, um, you know, Maryland, Indiana, those are solid programs. Maryland, like you said, won the Big Ten this year. Um, so Nebraska will have to face them if they beat Rutgers, who they have not played, by the way, uh, which is kind of strange. I suppose that happens in, in Big Ten baseball. But um, it's uh, – it's, it's, uh, you know, it, I, I struggle with it because it, it, I, the last couple weeks – um, the last couple series even, and, and it, it, a lot of time in sports it's about how you finish, so I, I suppose it is what it is, but um, you know, you're kind of doing this delicate balance of like, is this a successful season? Is it not? What does Nebraska have to do to, to do that? Um, I think it's a pretty successful season to me because of, you know, one, you're setting records. That's tough to do 
any year. I don't care mm-hmm. what you're doing. Um, and then I don't know, like like Simple wrote it down or put it out there, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago that you have the bottom line expectation or, or, or the very lowest expectation for Nebraska is going to have to be to get to the Big Ten tournament. They did that as the four seed. Um, and so I, I think you, you, you see that as a solid year. There's going to be a lot of years because of Big Ten baseball that you're going to have to win the tournament to um, – to, to get in, and mm-hmm. then, you know, you're playing baseball. Sometimes it comes down to a pitching performance. Yeah. Um, and, in you know, double elimination, anything can really happen. So, I mean, get ready to go for the ride. This is this is the fun part, uh, especially <laughs> of the seasons, do or die, uh, double elimination, but it's in Omaha. I mean, that's what I – I mean, thank God Nebraska didn't miss out on going to uh, the Big Ten tournament in Omaha again because um, I can't wait to see what the, what the crowd looks like out there. Obviously getting Charles Schwab Field ready for College World Series yep. a few weeks afterwards. Dude, last year's last year's crowds were sad. Yes, without Nebraska being yes, there, very sad. And some of them, well, some of the games lasted till like three in the morning. There's like, there's like, seriously, five people in the stands. Mm-hmm. It was a very strange time. Yay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can hear yourself on TV. <laughs> Just say something crazy; they'll be able to hear you on the t- on the television. Yeah. But, uh, it, like you said, I I don't know. It's it's tough when you set records to say that it wasn't a successful season. You know, bottom line expectations are to make the Big Ten tournament. I think that should just be a given year in and year out. Unfortunately, uh, with last year's performance, that was kind of a bottom line expectation. Even with the records, even with making the Big Ten tournament, I think that the fact that this team, what, three years ago, won the Big Ten tournament, pushed Arkansas, uh, of uh, a College World Series team, to the brink in Arkansas, uh, I just think the expectations are, are much higher for this team, even after all of the changes that they've endured and, and everything that they've gone through. I mean, three years ago, three years removed from a Big Ten championship and, and pushing a, a, a finalist team or a College World Series team to the brink, I don't think it's too far removed to expect this team to, to make the NCAA tournament, to, to have that as your expectation going into the season, and to consider this season – while not a failure, not a successful season. It is. It almost. I think you kind of can probably come to a middle ground, like you said there, of maybe feeling like you could have had a, you know, gotten something better out of this team. Um, did you know have had to kind of rebuild the roster since that that uh, that championship that you were talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously went. 23 and 30 last year so if you look at it through that scope it's a big step up uh, to kind of turn that around um but you know i i get what you're saying i think there you know there is a feeling a lot of those again midweek losses that were just kind of disappointing uh, maybe could have had a better record um uh, but overall um you know again i i i think they they go into this tournament maybe the team and, and kind of in that category of the team that you know maybe didn't um didn't didn't get everything they wanted to out of the season, but still a team you don't necessarily want to see in this tournament because mm-hmm. you know that that middle of the order can can get you in trouble pretty quickly. Really do some crazy things, Max Anderson and and uh, Bryce Matthews doing some crazy things for Nebraska. Highly unlikely either one of them comes back next season. Right. <laughs> both of them are draft eligible. Um, I expect both of them to get drafted don't know what round doesn't really matter I don't expect either one of them to be with Nebraska this upcoming season Um, so they're losing those two more than likely and a whole bunch of seniors next year's team is going to be a lot of uh, learning names uh, (laughs) regardless of what happens so it's going to be really interesting uh, to see what happens with Nebraska in Omaha for this Big Ten tournament Uh, we'll have a couple people 
down in Omaha to, to cover that. I know I believe DP's going. Uh, a couple other people got some credentials, so we'll see who's going to be. Mark usually goes, but he doesn't, uh, not as media, right? Yeah, I think he's yeah. just going to go as a fan, so we'll yeah. see exactly what happens there. Uh, but Nebraska, four seed in the Big Ten tournament. We'll see exactly what goes on there. Up next, uh, just kind of got an update, so we might have to switch gears a little bit. We'll talk NBA playoffs for a little bit. Carmelo Anthony, your Boston Celtics for a little bit. But remember in the NFL playoffs last year when uh, – uh, Brock Purdy went down, and then whoever the backup to Brock Purdy was went down. Yeah, and the 49ers didn't have another quarterback because really you know you, you you don't carry another quarterback on your roster. It's a roster spot that you use for somebody else, right? Yeah. Well, the NFL just approved the emergency quarterback rule. Teams will be able to have a third quarterback without burning a roster spot. Mm. Absolutely love it. Uh, that that's amazing. I know we could talk about it, but that's something that I you know after watching that playoff game, you just felt like this is the playoffs. Like this, this doesn't feel right. You've got a guy who can't throw. All he can do is hand it off, <laughs> and you know that. Right. You're stacking the box. They had no chance. They were, there's like six minutes left in the game. That's what made me feel so bad about. It. It's like there's six minutes left in the game. They're down two, three possessions, whatever. Sixteen straight running back dives, and they run it. They're running another one. Like they can't compete at, like that. There's absolutely nothing you could do. You're putting Christian McCaffrey quarterback and everybody knows like he's not gonna throw the ball that's not gonna happen so uh emergency quarterback rule approved Love in the it. nfl that's Love gonna be it. very that's gonna be fantastic for some of these playoff teams hopefully we don't have to see the emergency quarterback yeah. at all but just the fact that it got approved is is really a step up for the nfl um good on them uh but we're gonna go to a break right here on the happy hour you listen to 93.7 the ticket follow nick and enrique on twitter at nick underscore sainert and at radio rico ac more of happy hour is next on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com